Welcome back to the ADHG's podcast. This is possibly episode two, if the first one ever gets out. I think it was pretty good. It will. Yeah, okay, it will. So this is episode two of the ADHG's podcast. I am your co-host, DJ, does money, whatever, with my other co-host. Crack a baby. Crack a baby. HMO. He, he cracks a baby. That is true, every night. So what's the topic <laughs> of discussion in this episode? <laughs> Well, I mean, we can we could go back to anything we talked about before, but I don't know what exactly we should do. You have any uh, ideas? Do you want to? Let's see. Do you want to talk about um, the studio at all? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You want to start with start with it, or do you want me to? Do? Sure, I'll talk about the creation of the studio. Um. I guess we'll go back. If Probably none of you have ever heard of the Stew Boys. Um, I'd be surprised if you did. Basically, uh, Des Money and I um, and three other friends, four actually, but one <laughs> went back to Germany or Spain or wherever he's from. Um, we all, so, should I explain the whole backstory of how it all started? Yeah, I think it's necessary. So, basically, back in the day, I think it was about sophomore year of high school, I wanted to learn the guitar. Um, and I started playing and actually really liked it. It's really difficult for anybody you, you who play, you know. Um, it's terrible. And um, I played piano and drums and stuff, too. So, I was like, you know what? I really want to record, like, music and stuff and kind of try it out. And it was in high school. I had a ton of extra time because um, I'm not good at video games and uh, I, I went on Amazon and I bought like a $20 microphone and a microphone stand and I had a MacBook that my, one of my friends gave me. And so, uh, I decided like, Hey, I'm going to start recording music on GarageBand. And, uh, it didn't go well at all. Actually, I didn't do anything. Um, but one day we went over to our friend Danny's house, Danny Bars. Um, to watch a movie outside on a projector one summer night. Um, I think that night was pretty eventful too. I don't remember. Not but, for me. Not for you. Okay. But um, <laughs> I just also if you can hear the heaters in the background, I'm sorry. Um, basically, I brought all my studio stuff, and all the guys were sitting around. Wait, hold on. I'm getting a phone call from a random number. I'm gonna put it on speaker. Hello. Hello. Yo, Max. Uh, this isn't Max. I, it's like it's, it's a new number or something. I get that all the fucking time. People always call me some kid I, from I Mac. I never get that. I, it's always people calling me Max. But anyway, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, you know, keep going. Anyway, so we we're all sitting around this uh this little table um outside of this couch, and I whip out the uh the computer and all this stuff. I'm like, guys, let's record a rap song. Well, okay, wait, let me t- type in real quick. Let me make sure I talk slow. So, basically, I remember there was a, a, probably like a week or two before, up to that point, uh, that, like, people, you had mentioned, they were like, oh, like, we shouldn't, like, make a rap song. And I remember being like, like, hell no. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, like, no what? Way. Like, no, never. But, and then at that point, I remember still when you, when you brought it all out, I was like, what? But... Yeah, keep going. Yeah, so I had one beat on my on my computer. Um terrible, awful, like disgusting, just 
the most basic, the most basic, ever. just janky beat you could ever find. And we're guy, and we were like, this is perfect. Like, <laughs> we love this beat. Um, I was the only one who thought that probably. No, I thought it too. But so Des Money, Dan, and I hopped on a track. Um, we had two other friends there. One of them was asleep. One of them was just listening on. Was Will there? Mm, no, I, I don't think, think the, he the, was. The two friends was both met at that point. It was just was, like sleeping and then also like saying he was going to do it, but he. Yeah, you know, no. So we never slept that night. We ended up just making a song the whole night. And I don't have it with me, and we're not going to show you because we do it's have awful. it, but we're not going to show we're you. We're not going to show you. Maybe never. if we get a following, we never, will. No, never. Okay, never. Um, <laughs> it's somewhere online, probably. But um, hope not. We create this song just full auto tune, full just rancid, awful, not racist, um, but just disgusting, <laughs> disgusting bars. I had to clarify. <laughs> Just, I don't want to get canceled on the second episode. Uh, it's just nasty, gross. I mean, I wish we could say we were like 15, but we weren't. We were like 17. Uh, yeah. yeah. This was this was summer. So before me getting my studio and then us recording, we recorded um, summer after junior year of high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. So COVID was around. Yeah, this was like after the quarantine had like died down because I remember I was in st- me my we, I was in strict quarantine for a while and this is like after it uh, was dying down, right? So we make this song and we're like, you know what? This is uh this was really fun. We should do this again. And um we didn't sleep that night, but when I was getting my ride back because I didn't have my license yet, mm. I didn't get my license until I was eighteen. And so Danny and DJ Dej Money were uh, bringing me back home and um. And we listened to it in the car, and I remember just thinking, this is so bad. <laughs> like, because we were listening before to, like, what? Like, probably Post Malone or, like, J. Cole or something. Uh, or like, some other rapper. And, like, played our song after, and we were like, oh, my God. Like, awful, awful stuff. And so from there, it progressed into my basement. Well, um, first, uh, after that, we didn't do it again for, like, two months. We actually not? Yeah, it was, it was like, because... We didn't make the second song until I think we had already started our senior year. It was like it was a it was a good really? while, yeah. And that's I, when it re- then it started becoming a more regular thing. But it was just me, you, and Danny at that point. So wait, was this summer summer after junior year we made our first song? Yeah, and then so was I working with the electrician that summer? Wasn't that last summer? No, that was the summer before. That was summer after junior year. I worked with the electrician. Yeah, so yeah, I think so. Uh, that's probably why, because I never hung out with anybody that summer. Yeah, and I, I was, was gonna say working. before then, like we said last. So we're from a private school, and so there's not a lot of people. Like you're not gonna really find someone who's like has a ton in common with you. So like before then, we really didn't have like that much in common. It was like no, yeah. I mean, like there were some like like a little bit in common, yeah, but. Then once it became a regular thing is when we really had something all in common that we could talk about and then we could do and then it just became like more and more frequent. Yeah. And I had broken up with my girlfriend earlier junior year, right before COVID started. Um, I think I dated her for like a year and a half. Dude, it was like three years. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like two. No hate, but I just don't. I just have a terrible memory. But, um, <laughs> but so yeah, that. It, it moved to the, I think now is a good time to move. It moved to the basement. We had a little table, like a coffee table that we 
held the computer on and we had like a mic stand, a real janky setup. Yeah. And the so the whole rooms are just a big room. So when everybody was recording, everybody else had to be quiet. Which never happened. That? Never, never happened. happened. So in the background, there's always laughing or joking or something like that. Yeah. This what was what was the one in one of the songs with Matt saying this content potentially has explicit. I think that was the second one. I think that was the second one we ever made. That was the second song we ever the made. The thing is, back then too, to record a verse, it would take us each like an hour, and we couldn't oh, sit yeah. quiet for an hour. It's just not possible. Yeah. So basically, we recorded like that for probably six months. And then six months. I uh, it was a go out because then we made maybe a couple. Four. We made a couple, and then I, I so basically, at this school at the private school it was like everything just went around, and it was a Catholic school, so like it was like pe- right, like the smallest yeah. things were just like a really big deal all the time, and I was so fucking scared of my parents ever hearing. They never have. Yeah. They never will. I was so scared. I still am. So scared of my parents ever hearing this. Yeah. Because if they did, yep. it would be really bad. And especially, I also didn't want anyone at the school to hear it. Like, I didn't want to hear the principal. Like, the, they would all, yeah, it would be a be really, bad. really big ordeal. And so I was, like, really scared about that. So after probably four or five songs, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, until, I said, like, until we graduated. We, I didn't want to do yeah. it anymore. So this was, yeah, this was, like, DJ left the separated from our our rap group um yeah i was always there but i wouldn't record you wouldn't record about what november probably? it was it was november yeah it was thanksgiving but it was thanksgiving until around uh january yeah, yep so yep. actually it really wasn't that long it was like a month and a half yeah but um so dan uh danny and i danny bars and i recorded songs in the meantime, they were awful, but um, but I think eventually, about the time DJ came back, probably January, is when I started work on the actual studio, mm. w- which is a side room off of my basement. It, um, it used to be just what storage, right? It used to be storage filled with a bunch of junk, and it's probably it's not that big of a room, probably the size of like a master bathroom, maybe a little smaller. Yeah. On like a nice house, so, but it has like a circular shape in the back, so it was kind of perfect for a recording studio. So slowly we started working our way into it. Um, it didn't have any power in there, so I had to do that, you know, electrician type stuff. <laughs> and then we eventually put like sound foam in a table, and now it's looking pretty good. But we have a whole wall of scratch tickets in there. But um, now that's where we we don't really record much because everybody's at school, so we don't really record yeah. songs that much. After, so at this point, it was in, uh, I'm guessing January. I remember it was was around where we were skiing a lot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I was here because, like, when they would make songs, I was always here, but I just wouldn't record. Uh, with Matt, one take back then, he was not one take back then, he didn't record anything. Um, for the same reasons, like, uh, just didn't want any, like, the school to find out or anything like that. Uh, which is a fair argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's yeah, fair. Yeah. But I should have done that. So well, we ended up being fine. Like, yeah, I don't man. know how, but ended up being fine. But yeah. um, so Miracle. at this point, there was one night where they had made a song and saved a spot for me because they were always trying to get me to record, but I didn't want to. Yeah, I love they that song. They saved a spot for me, and I guess just this one night I decided to do it anyway. But um, yeah. So then we made what that one, maybe like one of the one after that. And then yeah. that's when uh, Matt and Will 
Will started hanging out with us out, out with us more, and yeah. they decided to just join us one day, and then from there it became like more frequent just but all the time. Yeah. Matt and Will hopped on the same track. Yeah, or, together the first time. Yeah, but also, I don't know if it was the same track or one. Was it the funny song? Uh, yeah, the first funny song. Yeah. Well, then Antonio also yeah. hopped on the track. Antonio was a German exchange student. German yep. and Sp- he's like German from Spain and, Spain and Germany at the same time. It's I don't really know hard. how he did it, but he did it. He has like two identities. And he was he was like the funniest, nicest guy probably I've ever. Yeah, met. yeah, literally, it's a great person. Wish he didn't get fucking deported. <laughs> yeah, he literally actually shout out Antonio. When yeah, free him. Um, but he's in Spain now. He's living the life. Um, but he was. I remember his visa ran out. But he stayed. Like, but he more stayed. Months. Yeah, for a long time. He used to ski with us and. Um, Tell us a lot of like fun stories about his upbringing and stuff, but um, he every time we saw a cop, remember that he when we were in the car, out, he would yeah. lose his mind because they thought they were coming to like deport him. And I was trying to explain to him that they don't really do that, really. Here. Yeah, like they wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, like no that way. it was him. Yeah, I'm sure they're not looking for him. Basically, eventually, I mean, his whole family was still in Sp- uh, Germany at the time, and they were m- moving to Spain uh, back again. And so eventually, obviously, he has to go back with his family. Uh, but since he overstayed his visa, I'm pretty sure he like can't come back to America for like a, a good little while. Oh, I didn't even know that. I think oh, I, I'm not really sad. sure, but I'm pretty sure yeah, I think they can't come back. Possibly, I don't know. I really want to see him again, but you know, I can't. I can't afford to be going out to Spain. Yeah. This year. It's too much money. Money. Do you want to talk about how hard money is to get? Goodness I wouldn't know. Gracious. I've I've only had one like real job. I've it had... was like a month. I've had I've had a few. I had my first job ever was at an ice cream shop for. I started at actually most of my time there. I worked for seven dollars and fifty cents an hour. Yeah, which if you right think about it, wage. if you go, yeah. Our, by the way, our minimum wage here is seven twenty five an hour. Yeah, which it's, is it's so it, low. It's so funny when I tell. Uh, all my friends at school in Massachusetts. Like, yeah, I'm like, because theirs yeah, is 13, right? Uh, I think it's 14.25 now. Wow, almost double ours. And I'm like, yeah, Minwich back home is 7.25, and they're like, what the what? What the fuck? Yeah, but, I know. In California, it's like 16 or something. But yeah, that's but, just because it's way more expensive. And also, bit. we don't have tax. Yeah, we don't have sales tax, by the way. A lot Which of, is why a lot of states don't. Have uh, working as like a waiter or a waitress. Uh, here is like way way better than working yeah. somewhere else. Well, to be fair, my first job, I, I did get tips. I didn't. Yeah, but I, didn't. I never got hours. That was the thing. Like I didn't realize that I wasn't getting like some hours. I'd work or some weeks I'd work three hours and get a check for like twenty dollars in the mail. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was terrible. But actually, genuinely, I actually really that was one of my favorite jobs. Like socially. Yeah, it looked because it, it I worked with really teenagers fun. my age, kids my age. My shift manager was like, twenty one. Yeah, I remember when when you worked there. I was like, oh, I remember I want I wanted to work there so bad, but like we we live thirty minutes away, so I was like, I couldn't. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah, and my car was beat as fuck back then. But the neon, <laughs> yeah, the Beetle car. <laughs> um, yeah. So my, I like I said, I've only ever worked one real job. And it was for like a month because so, I my family has a farm like it'd be like a family-owned business and stuff and so every year i end up just working for them which is like it's like i get paid by the hour and you always round up yeah i always round up the hours (laughs) the minutes to the hours um i get paid by the hour and uh i don't 
what I'm trying to say here. So I make money like like as if you would at a regular job, but the thing is for me, it's easier because my bosses are my parents, and yeah. I don't have to drive to work because I literally it's right outside. And but what happened was I didn't didn't really ever want to do it, but I was the only one in my family who could, so I'll just get roped into it all the time. And then so I was I would just do that like every summer, and I never worked during the school year because like I just wouldn't be able to focus on both at the same time. Uh, and so one summer, I did decide to get a real job and work at my job at home at the same time yeah and that was like just way i was i was hella rich but i was just way too much work like i would work this job was a restaurant i was a dishwasher uh i didn't work there's there was nobody there my age everybody there was like way older than me i never talked to anybody um i would sit i would sit there for it, it was it was a i would work on the weekends from four to like 11 at night so this is when like all this is in the summertime. So all my friends, we used to have these parties at my house for UFC nights, and we'd watch the UFC night and they'd have a party. Yeah, uh, and so I would always be like, I would get home when it was like basically over, and I was like, oh, I hate this. This is, this is terrible. Yeah. But also that's not the only reason why I quit. The other reason why I quit was because a I had two jobs, but also the conditions in that job were like really fucking bad. Really bad. The water pressure was broken, so washing the dishes was even harder. Uh, the AC was broken. It was middle of summertime. There was one day where it was 100, 110 degrees inside the kitchen. We all had to like take turns going outside. Um, just fuck up. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, it was a really fucking bad job. Uh, and so I, after a month, I don't have, actually I don't know if I told you this. No, I don't think I, so. it was my fourth or fifth weekend working there, and I remember being like, okay, I have to quit this job. I can't, like, I can't do this anymore. This is like actually really bad. Um, and I worked on a farm before, so it's not, not like I just couldn't handle the work. It's like the conditions in this job were actually yeah. Just terrible. no, there's some yeah. Sometimes it's just literally you can't. Yeah, do and it. I was the only dishwasher that worked there. So oh, were you actually yeah. So I would get there like on the weekends at least. So I would get there at four, and all the dishes from the entire day were stacked up, oh. filling all the sinks that I needed to use to wash stuff. So that was like even worse. Anyways, I had to quit, and I was like, I remember literally googling. How to quit a job <laughs> because I was like not entirely sure how it worked, but I like it's exactly what you think it is. But I just like this is how I work. I'm like oh, I have to like make sure I do it exactly correct, like whatever. I literally googled how to quit a job <laughs> right before I did it, and I did, and it was fine. Did your boss get mad at all? No. Well, okay, I actually lied. I t- I told them that I was working. <laughs> I said. They knew about my my family farm and stuff, so I, I was like, yeah, I'm working this job and the job at home, and I said, I'm also taking multiple um, online courses this summer, which is not true. I, that was that was a lie. <laughs> I just wanted them to like not get mad at me, so I yeah, I said I was doing all this stuff. I made it with the whole, like, oh no, we totally understand, blah blah blah. blah. So they were really nice about it. My my managers at the job were actually really cool. They were really nice. It was just the job. They were, everybody there, everybody at that restaurant was completely new except for one person because the entire crew before me, they like somehow collectively like put peanuts into the into a dish that some girl was allergic to peanuts to, and she like fucking either she like died or like was very close to dying, and they all got fired by like the owners of the restaurant. So like, oh my god, all like the my manager got there like the week before I got there. I had my manager. Um, I've had a few. Obviously, I've had like three jobs. I think you've had more. 
I've had like, well, I've worked for like a ton of different people for like trade stuff because that's what I do. And, but my manager when I worked at the ice cream shop was probably, probably the funniest I ever had. Scariest. He was, he was pretty scary. Norm Ballard, he retired. That guy was awesome. But, um, he, uh, he used to come down. So he, it was like a, almost like a duplex kind of thing. So one side was the ice cream shop. And it wasn't an indoor thing. It was just like a walk up to the window, only open in the summertime type thing. Um, and then he lived upstairs with his wife, which he actually had a really nice place up there. I went up there a few times. And so like we had these aprons and like towels and stuff for like wiping stuff down. And uh, he used to wash them upstairs, obviously, because it's just his house up there. And a few times he'd be like called down to the uh, to the um, the like ice cream shop and be like, hey, can you send someone up? But every time, like, sometimes he'd say, can you send someone up? Because we had a few girls who worked there, too. But every once in a while, he'd say, can you send a, one of the boys up? And you knew when he said, can you send one of the boys up? It was because he didn't feel like putting clothes on. Did I ever tell you about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, there was... <laughs> the fuck? The guys that worked there... Actually, it was mostly girls. Um, There was... The two guys that, or three guys that worked there, there was my friend uh, Josh, whose dad owns a, a car, um, uh, like what for get driver's ed company, which I did. That yeah. guy, that guy's awesome. I feel like you have too. so many friends whose family owns stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I do. Yeah. Yeah. I just know a lot of people. Big connections. The connection. What can I say? <laughs> um, but he, that guy's a G. Um, this kid named Spencer, who I worked with all the time, that kid was really fun. <laughs> Um, he was, he was younger than I was actually, I think, I think he's a year under me. Uh, that kid was really cool. Um, and so those are the two, uh, two only other guys that worked there, but there was one time he's like, send a boy up and I was the only guy working on the floor that day. So I went up and he's literally in tidy whities and just socks. That's, that's weird. I don't know. If it was any random guy, like I'd be kind of weirded out, but just knowing him, like he was like for just like explanation purposes he was like 60 something yeah and I, so, my dad's almost 60 no, i'm playing he's my dad's almost 60 um yeah no i guess like, if you knew him and stuff like that i guess it's like less weird but like on a legal level that is, is like that's i was so bad i wasn't 18 yet i was i was 16 i was 16 yeah, yeah that's really bad <laughs> yeah i don't know i never thought of it on a legal level of that and also just like work in like the workplace that's that would be considered like Harat, like I don't know, that would be really bad. Yeah, no, and well, I guess, but I guess it's one of those like kind of like small business, like chill atmospheres. Yeah, I guess if that's what you know, like call we, it. everybody was really good friends with this guy. Like he was yeah, really yeah. cool, and so he used to come down. They with were no, really, with, really good friends with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he used to come down with no socks and no shoes, and he called it his flippers. He wears bare feet in the shop, and the place was super clean. But, like, sometimes he'd just come down bare feet and work, and it was, like, really weird. But there was one time he was – there was this lady who – I don't know what happened to her if she got, like, bloated for some reason. But, like, it looked – like, you can, t like, almost always tell the difference between a fat person and a, a fat lady and a pregnant lady. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's like – some lady came to the to the window and asked for, like, ice cream. And he asked her when the baby was due. <laughs> And she's like, I'm not pregnant. And everybody in the oh shop, it was it was two other friends and I working, and we just start dying laughing because he's like, 
making fun of this lady. Oh no, it was so mean, but it was it was so funny because she understood. She was nice. Nah, thank God. <laughs> I I watched that. Working in an ice cream shop was really fun, but it was also so sad because the amount of times that you watch grown men walk away from the window and drop their ice cream on the ground. That's the, that's like the the pinnacle of like sadness. No, but there like was times so bad where they'd or would be they wa- get mad. No, they wouldn't get mad. So it depends on the person. Like if they're older, they would get mad. And usually, if they're older, they'd come back. At least, and I drop my ice cream, and you're like, obviously, you give them a new one, like, cause you're never you're never gonna charge them for that. And but there was a few times where, like, probably like a twenty year old guy, like, kind of sad looking by himself, comes. <laughs> And probably happened twice when I was working. So it must have happened more times because I barely worked. And they drop their ice cream and they just get in their car and leave. That is just, I was gonna say, and that's just like <laughs> the epitome of like, I I hope none of them like committed suicide after Because they dropped their ice cream. No, well, but it's just yeah, like, no, imagine if they're mean. having an awful day and that's just the last fucking straw. The last straw. The straw that broke the camel's back. I was going to say like dropping ice cream is like the default like empathy Sad. generator it's like you just feel so like ice cream is just such an innocent thing you drop the ice cream bro that's just so sad well see the thing is is if they there was a few times where they like like they would like fumble it and drop it if they're reaching for their keys or something or their phone but there's a few times where like it would just fall off and that's not their fault that's the person who made the ice cream's fault there's a few times where you would just get outside and just fucking slap it out of their hands and they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, I love doing that. <laughs> and I hope they went and were really sad. <laughs> no, I will say, I don't know why. This has like nothing really to do with this, but I don't know why this reminded me of it. My psychology professor right now, every single class, I actually have no idea why this reminded me of it. This really isn't related at all. Uh, my psychology professor this semester, she... Every class, t- my okay. So I'm in child adolescent development, right? Right. But she always is talking about like racism, but like more specifically how she is racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like not okay, not really like, is, but like was. Like she talks about it like she's like used to be a racist and has grown from it. But she'd be like, "Oh, this happened last week," so. Like I I don't even know it, it it's that like, is weird it's really weird and she's kind of out of pocket like she talks about uh jacking off and uh, a lot wait does she actually a lot like I remember she's like just, on a personal level or she was gonna... we we're talking no 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 no, oh, no, no. I was gonna say <laughs> no she'd be like yeah I was flicking a bean and, and reading an article last night <laughs> no no like she she just Ew. like mo- half of the examples that she makes are like related to jacking off like she'll be like I remember one time she was like. We're talking about uh, research, and she's like, "Oh, if you do like a questionnaire for a person, like you can't trust that they'll give you a, a personal response." It's like she's like, "Cause if I ask you guys how many times you masturbate a day, you're not gonna give me an accurate response." And I was like, "That's so funny! Oh my gosh!" I was like, "So yeah, but in this <laughs> how sense, how old is she? She's like 60. Oh. <laughs> it's like in this sense, like when you hear that, you're like, okay, makes sense. But it's like every well, yeah. example, every single example, is that or." about how she's racist <laughs> but i had i had some i had one, my favorite teacher in my first semester of college was this guy named michael strickland and he was was it mike yeah it was yeah because there was two his dad teach there too and so mr strickland daddy strickland we called him and Why? he was like 
Well, he was just like. Was he hot? No. <laughs> no, he was. He was, was like. He daddy? Yeah. Were you baby? Yeah. <laughs> and so it was just because, like, he's such like a. He was the nicest guy in the world, but he was like such like a video game nerd and that kind of mm-hmm. guy. And he he was like, he, I love that guy. And he was a great teacher, too. Some people, like, didn't like him. He really like, was My daddy, girlfriend yeah. didn't like him at all, but yeah. I liked him. And so she dropped his class and I took it. And, um, uh, you took it from daddy. I I took it. Yeah. From daddy. And, um, and so what was it? What was I going for? Oh, and so we were talking about, it was like a great books class where we talk about, you know, like the Iliad Odyssey and whatever. And so what was, who is it that was it Achilles that had, no, Odysseus had to have sex with his mom, right? Because it was his Oedipus. Oedipus had to have sex with his mom. The Oedipus complex psychology. The Oedipus complex. (laughs) And, um... Oedipus had, like, this fate, right? And he can't get away from it because the gods and everything, just for some backstory. And so he had to kill his dad and have sex with his mom. And he already killed his dad by accident because it was just some stranger Um, because he never knew them as as a child. So he didn't really know who they were. And then he had sex with somebody. It turns out to be his mom. Well, he was married to this girl who then he then found out that was his mom. And, of course, they were fucking. And, you know, of course. And we're talking about this. And my teacher literally, like, went to, like, uh, a small Catholic college, like 700 kids. And there's these, like, a bunch of homeschool kids in there, which I love homeschool kids. They're awesome. They're so pure. <laughs> and um, I've met a lot of racist, really racist they're homeschool either, kids. I feel like homeschool kids, like... They can be chill. We Actually, we can go into this after this. Yeah. And so... Um, there's different breeds. There's different breeds. And um, it's like my girlfriend was homeschooled all her life, but she's like... Totally normal. Yeah, like Steve, like Stephen was homeschooled. Stephen Clifton. Yeah, for like, I think all of elementary school. Holy crap! And he's like the most yeah. normal person yeah, I know. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he's like, well, I guess you can say Oedipus is a motherfucker, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> my, uh, it's just so like out of pocket. Really? But, all right, home. Uh, all right, after this. Oh, yeah, it was my my last semester. My psychology professor, she was great. Like literally, I wanted so bad to have her as, my, as a semester, but like it, my the schedule didn't work out. She was great, but every single day she would walk into class like, "What the fuck is up, you guys?" Are you serious? Yeah, she was. I mean, she was like, probably like late twenties. Like she was young. Oh, that's actually. She so was funny, funny as shit too. Shout out Professor Block, bro. That that's actually so. I love teachers that are like just homies. Yeah, the the, the teachers I've that a few. that like are homies, but like they're not the ones that are like trying really hard to be. Yeah, because that's just so like. Like I feel like Mr. Harned was kind of a homie. Oh, he yeah for sure. Mr. Harned was a He's homie. A homie. If he was dead. Mr. Harned, Mr. this. No, you're oh, I hope not. I'm so sorry, Mr. Harned. I I I actually did ask written at least two episodes, two episodes, two essays about how you. Changed my life. I love you. He's daddy. He is daddy. He was daddy. Uh, uh, Mr. Harned is will be daddy. officially daddy. He will always be daddy. Uh, Jay Schlatt. I missed Mr. Harned. I see him all the time. I, go I haven't seen him since graduation. I want to tug his boat so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen him. It's, it was really weird. The last time last time I saw him, or when I last time I saw him, I had, remember when we had those poems we had to write? Yeah. For some reason, I... Missed that day. Oh, I think I was like picking up. I think I was picking up treats from the airport or some shit. Oh, for the exam bullshit. day. Yeah, and so I had to write my poems later on, and I wrote one poem that was like blah blah blah, and then I wrote like a really like, really like depressing like sad fucking poem, and I have not talked to him since. <laughs> <laughs> so, he probably thinks you're dead. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Like that, literally the last time, like I saw my graduation. That was the one time I saw him, but I didn't like 
say anything to him or anything. Dude, I was... I feel like... So, basically, for context, I'm not going back to the school that I went to this semester. I'm going back in the fall. But speaking on the depression aspect, I'm at home, like, living at home and commuting to a college that's, like, five minutes away. And, like, all my friends, except for DJ's at school in Massachusetts, like, an hour away, uh, pretty much, like, all week. And then sometimes weekends, he comes back. But, like, I am at home by myself. I don't know anybody at the school, which I'm trying to make friends, but, like, it's just kind of hard. Uh, that sounds really bad, but like, no, it's, it's not hard to make friends. It's just like, they're just like have their own groups already. Cause I'm coming yeah. in second semester. I'm sitting, I'm literally this semester. I'm going to be completely by myself. Nah, I'm coming back every weekend. Well, I know, but like during the week, yeah, like I, I just have, I literally am at home, like just working. Nah, it's so, I know. It's I, just, I've been so depressed. I feel, I was like, cause I'm, I feel like you might be the same way. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I'm the kind of person who's like, I was saying this before, like, I can't, I really cannot be alone for a long time. Like, when Same. I when yeah. I had COVID and I was in quarantine, it was 10 days and it felt like months. It was like, I just could not, like, I, because when I'm, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just, I literally cannot be alone. But the thing is, at school, I want to say I'm alone as much as you are, obviously, because I'm not. But at school, like, I don't, I can't, like, connect with the people on a, like, on a, on a good level because, I don't know, it's just, like, it's just different. I literally can't describe it. I don't know. Like, and I'm trying to, I, part of me, like, I want to transfer out of the school because there's a lot of, there's just a lot of reasons why I don't like my school. But then again, it's like, I also, I mean, you're definitely way better at talking to people than I am. Maybe. And, no, for, for sure. Like, <laughs> you're way better. Yeah. Um, and I just, like, I don't really want to transfer to another school because then I'm going to have to do all that again. But yeah, no, back, back to what you were saying, like, I know, I know what you mean. And like, bro, I'm I'm coming home like pretty much every weekend. It's better than nothing. <laughs> better than nothing. That's I'll how. That's that's literally like that's kind of like how I felt last semester, cause all of you guys were look at these bitches. All these yeah, all my best friends right. all we fucking all went. Gone, they went yeah. far as hell, and I I'm the only one who stayed in driving distance of like our hometowns and stuff. You should come to Christmas. So we've talked. We, I can't. <laughs> they don't have my major. Um, yeah, but you should come anyway. They especially don't have digital media. Um, so, and then I, the first semester I Rick was like, didn't have a lot of like, I had like f- people I talked to, I didn't have like friends and all y'all bitches was gone. So how, yeah, I, how you like them apples, bro? Dude, I mean, I loved like almost every kid of my, actually I didn't have beef with anybody in my school. I loved everyone in my old school. I oh, can't yeah. wait to go back. What? Oh yeah. No, I didn't have beef with anybody either. I just like, or like there was nobody that I just didn't like. No, yeah, no. Oh, this, or, like, fa- even found so, annoying. Some people would, like, get my nerves, but, like, m- mostly what it was is that they were just people who were, I have absolutely nothing in common with these people yeah, whatsoever, and we have nothing to talk about. Like, I was say, my, I have a, I live in a, like, my dorm, I live in a suite with a bunch of people, but I have, so I have my actual room. My actual roommate exchange words maybe once a week, yeah. like, dead-ass serious, because we have absolutely nothing in common where I'm guessing him in like like I'm like not good at like talking at first and stuff. So we have nothing in common. We both don't talk at first. So we've I've lived in the same room as this kid for what? 5 6 months and we I don't know the slightest thing about him. Yeah, I know he skis. Yeah, I, I know he skis, skis outside of his room. I know he skis. He's a computer science major and he plays Mortal Kombat. That's actually all I know about I him. I saw him playing that actually when I came to drop you off. All all he plays and one of my other roommates who they're like childhood friends 
they only ever play like Mortal Kombat, like mechanic based games, stuff like that. Super I don't Smash like those Bros. games. Me at neither. All. I don't like the button mashers. They just play games that are just the exact same format as Mortal Kombat, but like different characters. They make like, like a fucking Dragon Ball Z one that they play, and it's literally just Mortal Kombat. What's your favorite video game of all time? Of all, t- okay, this is a big topic because you know I'm a big gamer. Uh, all time, all time, probably Minecraft. Yeah, that, that I was, was like, the same, the same there's thing. so much. That's how I learned how to type. Favorite shooter game? Uh, shooter game, definitely Siege. Oh, mine Ooh. is mine is yeah. uh, the only shooter game. Apex I Legends. Can, yes, I never liked. I never got into Apex that. Legends. Apex Legends was awesome because I didn't play for context. I didn't play shooter games until what sophomore year of high school. Because my mom was terrified. Because I was her oldest, so she would not let me play, like, shooter games or anything. So, I didn't play... When I started playing shooter games, when Season 3 of Fortnite came out. Yeah. That was my first time ever playing a shooter game. I'm... Wait, keep playing. And, uh... Actually, I might have played Call of Duty World War Two A couple, before yeah. That, like, ten times. But, like, so I was... I was in the squad. I was always the worst. Like I was all yeah, I was terrible. I was always the best. Not playing. Thomas yeah. was because Thomas was really he used good. To grind. No, so I'm the complete opposite. Cause so growing up, my dad was he was a musician, so he would go on tours and stuff. But like most of the time, he would be home. And so literally since like since before I can remember, which is like I remember back to when I was like three. So even before then. I was always playing. We had the Xbox original. I was always playing games with my dad or watching him play games. I've been playing games like literally my whole life. Uh, and I started out, I was playing violent games. Like, 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 uh, red, like we're learning in psychology how, how like we, we kind of touch on like how there's like no proof that video games cause violence. So yeah, I, yeah. I started out playing games like, I mean, I'm sure that like, like y'all know Skyrim, but like the game that comes before that, Oblivion, and the game that comes before that, Morrow and like same franchise, whatever series, whatever. Rated M, like violent fucking games. Uh, playing those since I was like three, and you yeah, know me, no. I'm like not a violent no, person yeah, whatsoever. Uh, I guess it, it depends on person to person, but you know. Well, there's um, some kids yeah. I think that are just naturally violent. The thing is, it's like what well, one of the things we learned is that so like, correlation isn't like causation. So basically. Uh, someone who plays games, let's say let's say playing violent games at a young age, is correlated positively correlated with um, violent behavior. So as there's more of one, there's more of the other. That doesn't mean that one causes the other. It could mean that either a uh, playing violent games causes violent behavior, or violent behavior causes it's an vi- attraction to violent, violent games, games, or the third factor problem, which is that there could be a th- uh, a, a third outside factor that causes both of them, which could be bad parenting, which bad parenting can cause violent behavior and letting the kid play. Do you think there's games. a difference between 18 year olds now and 18 year olds in like the 70s? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, why? Well, first of all, the Internet. We talked about that. Before, I think the Internet, right? but I think also because of the parents. Uh, yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, just generation to generation. I think 18 year olds now versus 18 year olds. 10 years ago is like a whole different thing because as the world moves on like people move on and the way that people are raised and the way that people behave I feel changes. like in like 2001 
obviously it wasn't a hard split, but I feel like the kids changed. I don't know. I wasn't alive. I feel like, well, I don't know. We're just like looking. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I know. You have the yeah. millennials and then, Gen- what are we, Gen Z? Yeah, I think. Because we're 2003, so kids that are born now are like Gen X or something. I don't know. I think, I really not. Whatever, yeah, I have no idea. Um, they're all cancers. Um, what was it? I think it's because of the parents, right? So I'm not talking like about them being good or bad because I don't want to get political. But like, what? Like, millennials are usually super far left, right? Or like a majority uh, of them are. I I'm don't pretty know. Sure, statistics. they're a little more like. Probably yeah. I I, I, then, I really don't know. I think I think it's really fifty fifty. Yeah. I think, but there's more people who are more left on like social media, so it seems more apparent. Maybe. I feel like that's I feel like they're a lot different though. Nineties kids, difference to early twenties. I mean, uh, like early two thousands. But oh, I think yeah. it's, I mean, I think it's because my, 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 my oldest sister's a 90s kid and me and my brother are early 2000s and we're like completely different. I think it's because like, I guess that doesn't work in your case because you have the same, I guess you don't have this, they, yeah. Same dad. Same, not same But yeah, but, I mean, my dad was very, pretty different as they were, as she was Because up, the yeah. kids that were born in the 90s, their kid, their parents were the ones who were like around in the 70s and the 70s was like free the nipple like Mm. have sex with anyone you want kind of era and so i think they kind of followed suit to that and then the 2000s were the 80s babies who their who their their parents were from the 80s well my dad was from the 60s my dad's from the 60s yeah oh wait shit our 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 they're a little bit old, yeah, but yeah, my, I, my I think most... My dad had me at 40-something. Let's call it an average 30-year gap. So people in born in the 2000s would be the 70s. 70s. Yeah. I guess you're right. Like, late 70s. Uh, yeah, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. I guess, I mean, also, if you go back even earlier, people were mostly having kids in their early 20s. Yeah, I guess And now right, it's yeah. like now it's mid-30s, later, later yeah. 30s. Also, people are way taller now. Isn't that weird? Well, that's comparative to like, like, BC times, even eighteen hundreds. Really? Yeah. You want to Google it? Yeah. Sure. I don't have my phone. It was like, um, but yeah, no. I just think that, obviously, as society changes, people are, people change, and there's especially. I, well, I guess I could say especially. I'm not. Well, no, no I'm not. That's not, not, not true at all. Uh, you can see like, like mainly like decade to decade, mm, <laughs> there's like major changes in the way that it's okay. We're talking mainly in America. So in America, there's democracy where the, like it's based on, it's based on democracy and stuff. The Democratic whole, Republic. the whole like foundation of America, like freedom, freedom like it's like that. There's always the popular opinion, which no matter what rules so and the popular opinion is always uh changing in the sense where it's like decade to decade decade to decade it's like a very different thing you uh you know what i mean it's called or it's called oration oration orators people who influence it okay i didn't know that an orator is some it's oratory it comes from socrates and aristotle and stuff so basically they were talking about totally different tangent. They were talking about the the different ways of learning. And so, um, 
which Socrates just said that you can't learn through, let's say, a lecture. You can't truly learn to find the truth because you have to find the truth through yourself. Mm-hmm. So taking in input from an orator or someone who teaches a lecture um, is just creating maybe true or false opinion. But the real way to come to truth is through um, something called dialectic, mm-hmm. which is the joint search for truth by two to f- I think he said five people because if it's more than. But basically, it's questioning each other and building on truths that you already know exist. Yeah. Basically, not, Socrates doesn't say this, but Plato does. And he says that the soul preexisted the body and that it learned yeah. every single truth. Ooh. And it just has to be recalled by the senses. I'm trying to remember. Um, or maybe that relates to some stuff I learned in psychology. I think I believe Plato was nativism, where the soul uh, preexists the body, and that all knowledge is inborn. That you like what you know is like it's all comes when you're born, and you yeah. re- like realize what you already know, like as you go on unrelated. Keep going. Sorry. Actually, wait, I'm going to move on. I think... Oh, look at that. The beautiful sound. Behold the listeners. Get more comfy. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Um, I I forget if it was... um, Damn, this was... I learned this, like, two months ago. That's too long. Um, There was something about... um, No, as Plato says, you can't get it. Plato says you can get it through the senses. Knowledge. Okay, then, then it was Aristotle. Who Aristotle was said, yeah, because... And there was a third guy who was dualism. Uh, I forget who it might have been. I, th- I think it was... It wasn't Darwin. Uh, it was a little bit later. Sir Isaac Newton. Socrates. Socrates. Mm, I, no, I don't remember. I don't, I don't so. remember. It was my... F- Aristotle? It was my first exam. It might have been Aristotle. No, Aristotle was nativism. Plato was... Uh, I, I don't remember what it's called. Anyway, you guys are probably not interested in yeah. this in, at all. That's my bad. My fault. My fault. Yeah. Um, well, oh, yeah. No, you got it. I was just going to talk about Well, I would say the thing about learning from one person versus learning from others, that's like, to me, that's been like very like apparent in my life. Like, so obviously the first people that you learn from is like your parents and stuff yeah and you kind of just trust like yeah them. You just, yeah and then, and then there's your teachers and stuff and like as a, as a kid it's like you believe everything that they say yeah because you trust whatever but to me and i to to everyone it should be really important that you take like especially t- take okay take the internet for example you, what you read on the internet could be true could be completely false uh you have to read it and then like check on it yourself to make sure that it's true whatever yeah that's what i said my thesis my senior thesis yeah i look at it the same way where when it comes to like people who are teaching you like obviously they're just they're people as well and they could be wrong they could have wrong wrong opinions like that translate into what they're teaching they could be like your your parents your teachers people that you know whatever so obviously you can't learn anything on your own. All like the knowledge is based on other people and everything that like, what humanity has learned as a whole. What I'm saying is basically that 
uh, it's like super important to take what people learn, tell you, and then learn for yourself. Like, I mean, not to get fucking like deep, whatever. But like, there's a uh, a lot of stuff that like my parents taught me that I then, when I was older, was like, yeah, no, that's not that's not that's true. not true. <laughs> but well, yeah. but I mean. See, if one person's teaching you about something completely new, if you go to college and you've never studied philosophy before and they teach you about philosophy without using, like, you know, Aristotle or Plato, which is pretty impossible, but somehow they do it, then you're just taking everything they say and you're just guessing that it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or with, not even with teachers, but with anybody telling you anything, like watching the news or like something like that. Like, you have no idea if it's true or not. Exactly, But you yeah. just kind of trust that it is. That's why I, I like, I, go, I mean, I go to the, in, like, like, like everybody else, I go to the internet for a lot of stuff. I ask yeah, stuff of a question, but I always have it in the back of my mind that, like, this could be completely wrong. Yeah. Like, I, like and I think that's really important because I know a lot of people who will, as long as it slightly, like, aligns with what they already want to believe, they will completely take it in as truth. And then... Double try it and they will try to spread it to other people and it's like they don't even like once check to make sure at all if it's true or not yeah no i think that probably the internet is what i i read something this uh, i don't even know if this is true i know about to say i think some about like the truth took like seven times as long to reach people as falsehood did on like some twitter yeah. feed and like I think, like, you have to. Uh, I wish I could get up my thesis right now and read my exact words. Mm. But it was, like, you shouldn't believe something if, unless you have substantial or empirical. Empirical mean, like, like if you, uh, if somebody tells you they make a really good omelet, like, you can just take that as, like, okay, cool. But you have a empirical evidence of, I guess it's, uh, subjective truth like, sense. It's like, just, it's like it's about taste. Yeah, like eat it, and I'm like, actually, this is really good. You weren't lying, and so that's empirical evidence. Yeah, so, so it's like with ethos, where it's like, uh, if a random person told you that they make a really good omelet, you can be like, okay, yeah, maybe. But if a if a famous chef who has a character for make for being a good chef or whatever, uh says you make a good omelet, then you're going to believe them immediately. Yeah. And that's why the internet is dangerous because... Exactly. On the Any internet, famous person can say anything yeah, you'll believe that them. especially, but also on the internet, you can say that I'm this and this and this and this, exactly. and here's what I say, and there's no way to actually check if that if they're actually what they're saying that they are. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of things that like you aren't... I was watching this... I guess I was watching some of the internet. I don't even know if it's true. <laughs> um second guessing my life here and um something about this guy that or this girl that met this guy at a club and like they were hitting it off and he said his name was like something and then they were dating for like six months and it was just some like random name like a totally normal name and she was like going through his wallet to like i think it was like they were going out to eat and so there she was he was like oh god i forgot my wallet can you just grab my card or something like that and he found she found his ID and it was a completely different name. Mm. And so she went online and looked up the name that was on his ID and he's like a registered like sex offender. Yeah, no, it's like 
you really have to like obviously like there are times where but you like like we were saying before it's like when we're again college we're going to our classes it's like we don't have the resources to like check this kind of stuff really yeah. we can but it's like really kind of like well there's no point but, to doing oh i guess for your own well-being it, there's a point to doing it in your own like knowledge of truth there is a point to doing it i guess to what a teacher says to you but at the same time you have to accept what they say is truth to get the grade you want in the test yeah oh yeah that's well, that's a whole different thing yeah. but but also on the flip side of this whole conversation is that you can't be skeptical of everything because there are like, this is what we learned like there are certain things that you have to accept as truth like i know that i'm awake right now <coughs> and i have to accept that this is truth because there i could be dreaming my entire life that i know right now could be all a dream in one night of a completely different reality and yeah how do you know I, it's real there's absolutely no way to prove that that's wrong but because i'm in it now so like i have to accept it as true like again to the empirical stuff like you can say like oh i see that there is a can of sprite on this table which there is sponsor us and um but they the, they don't listeners don't know that yeah no the listeners don't know that we could be lying but also, like I'm trusting my eyes that they're seeing right. Yeah, you, you like could, you can see things, you, you can imagine things could, that it seem like really real, and like people who are colorblind could take like, pills and they go away, like my friends. Colorblindness? No, I took my pills and all my friends disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. It, well, like. I guess I can touch it and stuff, but if I look at like the wall and I say that's eggshell white, which I think it is, I don't know. It's that's like not eggshell white. That's vanilla. I don't know the name <laughs> of the color, but eggshell white is a bit different. Let's say for the sake of the argument, it is eggshell white. It is eggshell white. It is close. Um, but like, what if I'm colorblind? Like, do you ever think about if do the, I see the it, same colors as you as you yeah. do? If that green, the can that's green is actually like blue for me, but green for you. So you just but agree that it. we call it. Yeah. The thing is, I, oh fuck. I, did you get that from Rhett and Link? No, I just thought of that. I don't know. Room. I don't know where, but I, something about Rhett and Link mentioned that. And I just, that was, this is probably when I was like. Actually, 11. I probably did. It was Mythical I think it Morning. Was, I think it was like some, one of the songs that they made. Anyways, I remember I was probably 11, 10 or 11 when I heard the song. And I remember like really thinking about it. And being like, oh, like, this is completely like this could be true. But I was like, then, then again, it's like we have like, I guess, dark, this color psychology and color theory. And if we all saw the same, if you saw different colors, I like, I just, I really don't think that it would like work. And I, I don't know. But it's why? Weird. So okay, so McDonald's, their co- oh fuck, I keep damn doing that. Uh, so McDonald's is. Their colors are uh, damn, <laughs> red and yellow. Right, because those colors psychologically make you feel hungry mentally. Yeah. So, unless, so let's say that you see right, it. I, I guess that, so. If you see it as green and purple, that would have to mean that these random colors for every single person uh, emit the same response, which wouldn't like logically You're doesn't right. make sense but also it's like we're probably different shades to, right we probably see different shades 
Well, uh, yeah, probably. I feel like I mean, color blindness could be some kind of like spectrum. I mean, I, I've my eye doctor. What if everybody has some degree of it to a different extent? I think that could be possible. My eye doctor, I'm like, I'm like color, like color, not color blindness, like visually like colors. I'm like impaired, but not to the level of like color blindness. I played for. So you, so you I play games with color blindness. You actually, on, yeah. Because, like, genuinely certain colors match with each other, like, so we, blend together. So we see different colors, then? Yeah. But, like, That's very, weird. like, slightly. What color is that recording thing? The record, the what, the red? Yeah, the red. <laughs> it's red. Oh, yeah. All right, me too. <laughs> Never mind. Um, But, yeah, no, that's, like, very, very slightly. I also have terrible fucking vision anyway. I have good vision. I'm the only one in my family who doesn't wear glasses. Adam has them sometimes. I have too. to get my eyes checked. I have so many appointments I have to make. Yeah, I see. But I don't feel like it because, uh, fuck it. But um, writing an ad like a button. What was I gonna say before? There were oh yeah, I was gonna go back to the thing about like questioning existence, like que- questioning existence as a whole is something that I have done. I do it all the time, and I've done it since I was like a little kid. I remember like going back to when I was like two, three. Like, so, for the audio listeners, so, my dad is black, my mom is white, so I'm, like, like light-skinned, like, light brown skin, and, but my brother is the same, like, skin tone as me, but he has curly hair, and I have straight hair, and so, I remember being, like, this is so weird, <laughs> this is, like, early signs of, like, delusion or some shit, which is funny, too, because I should have realized that sex was real back then but i didn't um so <laughs> Wait, what? you'll see you'll, you'll, you'll see in a second so <laughs> i would see my family around me and my mom my mom used to have like straight hair which is where i got my straight hair from and then it eventually became curly uh so i would look at them and be like i don't look anything like the rest of my family so why like how does that make sense <laughs> that, that sounded so weird um so what i completely believed like completely took as truth was that this is so weird i don't know if i heard this before i don't think so i was probably two or three years old i completely believed that my family were robots and you see like that heater i've thought thought that all the time the heater down there yeah in the space between the heater and the floor my real family who were asian were always in the heaters and they were always watching me controlling the robots and i and for like three years no probably like a year and a half just completely thought that was like true and so i always thought that my real family was watching me from the floors and and i was like okay yeah this is just what it is but looking back i'm like what the fuck like that's so (laughs) fucking weird i was too young to even be like questioning that it was weird that is weird but then, like, yeah, I've just always been, like, I remember, and then after that, as a kid, I was always, like, okay, like, I would be, like, I was probably, like, four or five. I'd be, like, I could have been put on this, on, like, here right now, and all of my memories before are false, and they were just put into my head, and yeah, I just and I got just here right got now. Here. And, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm, about that. I'm, like, and there's absolutely no way that I can say that that's wrong. I, I guess there's no way you could say it's wrong. There really isn't. And I don't know what it is. I was just always like 
finding ways that reality wasn't real. When I was when I was younger, I did a lot of weird things when I was younger, but I remember one of the things I thought about. This probably wasn't that long. I was probably freshman or sophomore in high school. And I thought about this. But I, one time I was sitting at the dinner table. We got Chinese food. And I was just looking at my parents. And I was like. These are just some random motherfuckers, dude. Like, who are these people? Like, I was looking at, like. Do I know? Like, it was really weird. Mm. Like, I was, you're just some random people that, like, made me. Like, who are you? Yeah. And I was thinking about that. And then, but also, I mean, when I was a kid, like, I used to be scared of the toilet, so I used to go to the bathroom outside. <laughs> I had that for one day. I had it for, like, two months. We watched, as we discussed on our last episode, we were very scared of snakes. And there was a, we were watching the Cosby show back before that was. <laughs> <laughs> watching the Cosby show, and... There's an episode where he was really scared of snakes. So, you know, shout out Bill yeah, Cosby. You got something yeah. in common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's really scared of snakes. And so he did this, like, exercise. Um, what's the word? It's called, uh, it's called, like, flood exposure. It's called exposure therapy. Oh, so, um, like, when you're scared of something, so you do a ton of it. And it just completely exposed you to it. So he yeah, sat yeah, in yeah. a room, and there was a tank with a snake in it, and he sat with a chair. Facing away from it. Fuck that shit. Uh, yeah, that, I feel like you'd rather face it. Well, no, but the thing is, if you're facing away from it, you don't know exactly where it is, so there's less control. Yeah, that's why it would scare me. Yeah. yeah. Really, it's supposed to scare you. That's the yeah, whole point yeah, of it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, but in the episode, it, the snake escapes from the tank, and it starts crawling all over him and shit. And I'm watching yeah. this shit like, damn, like, what the fuck? And so, and then I had a shit. My brother's, <laughs> my brother's like, you know that snake lives in the toilet. It's gonna bite your ass if you try to. If and and I, I was like fucking four, and so oh my god, I didn't. And then I didn't, I didn't shit, and then I got constipated. It was very bad. I had to, I had to drink ginger tea, and I don't like ginger. Ugh, I hate ginger. But uh, we're talking about four. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Yep. You want to end it here? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're the co-host. You can end it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Tune in for episode three. Episode three, I was thinking for a topic we could do, uh, what is happiness? Damn, what the hell? Or we could do our... I don't know. Or we could do our Florida trip. Yeah, but I feel like the Florida trip wasn't that eventful to do a whole episode. Yeah, you're right. What is happiness, bro? What is that? What I is don't know. Yeah. Right. What the fuck? Like, well, maybe we'll, res- well, we'll resume that in about blah, 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 blah. 60 years. <laughs> if we're still here. Yeah. Definitely won't be. I'll be 78 in 60 years. Oh, yeah. What's up? I might be alive. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That's a fucking long Depends time. Fix anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the ADHG's podcast. I'm your co-host, Crack-A-Baby, and it was led today by our main host... Desmond James Templeton. Desmond DJT, same initials as Donald James Trump. Uh, John. Uh, John Trump. If that is an incentive to come back to episode three, I don't know what is. Have a fantastic day, night, morning, midnight, 
and uh, we hope to uh, entertain your ears um, some 